Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we have a special guest on. We have Jeremy Keel from Keel Financial Partners on, and we're going to continue this discussion about retirement planning because I feel like it's such an area that business owners sometimes don't think about and don't put attention on. And I want to make sure that as we're kind of entering in a new year, that this is something that is on business owners' mind. Maybe you're just starting a business. Maybe you've been operating for a while, but I want to start getting this thought in your mind to think about, okay, when we look at 2024, what are some of the things that we're going to be thinking about in our business? or some of the things that we're going to change in our spending habits or wherever it might be. So Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Yeah. So I think just to start off, it'd be good to tell the audience a little bit about what is your practice? What do you do on a daily basis? I know you have a podcast and we'll kind of get into that as well. But what is it that you focus on and that you do for individuals on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I help you make great retirement decisions. And that's a lot of figuring out how much are you going to spend in retirement which is not just the dollar amount, but also when might you retire and how long might you live? And then maximizing your income. You might have your social security, your own defined benefit pension plan, your own real estate or annuities. There's ways you can set that up to make more money. And there's ways to set it up to make less. You usually want the more money part. And so we want to focus on that. And then we focus on making sure you pay the lowest amount of taxes, which I'm sure uh, everyone's interested in there. And then we get to the investment part. Usually if you're thinking of a financial advisor, you think, oh, just sell me some stocks and bonds, help me with the investments. Your investments, you have less control over than all the other places that I mentioned. So we want to focus on the things you can control, which is what we just talked about. How do you spend the right amount? How do you plan for your retirement? How do you get the most out of your social security and other lifetime incomes? And how do you save the most in your taxes? Love it. And what is the name of the podcast again? So just so people can kind of uh, direct their attention there as they're listening to us. Sure. The podcast is Retirement Revealed. So you can check out Retirement Revealed anywhere you listen to podcasts or go to retirement-revealed.com. And again, the topics that you're talking about are very similar to the type of work that you're doing. This idea of what are the things you need to prep? How do we invest it? Those types of things. So let's dive into this topic and this thought process because I see this a lot in our practice. Whenever we're introducing or we're talking to a small business owner, retirement seems to be like the last thing on their mind. They're not worried about putting money towards retirement and they're just worried about, okay, let's get this business going. Or they already have a successful business and they just want to keep growing. And this thought of retirement just doesn't come to mind. And so is that something that you see in your practice when you are retirement focused? Is that something with small business owners specifically? What are some scenarios? What are some situations that have popped up that that you have experienced business owners going through that thought process? Yeah, I'm thinking of a few things right now. One is that the income from your business is probably the highest rate of return you'll ever get, right? That's the whole reason that you're in your business is you love doing it and it makes a great income. And of course, you do want to sell your business, but whatever you sell your business for, it's very rare. It's hard to imagine a way that you can get a yield, get a return, get an interest rate, whatever you call it, from the dollar amount you sell your business for that is equal to or even close to kind of that return you're getting from you owning the business. And so if your business is the biggest cash cow you'll ever have, this is your one chance to actually pull some cash out and set it aside for the future when you won't have access to that that really high 
rate of return, right? really high payout that you're getting from your business. That's one thing to keep in mind. And of course, you're probably too busy to bother with that. So that's why it's nice to have a financial advisor that can kind of show you the rope, show you the way to, to get ready for that. The other part is when you sell your business, sometimes the timing isn't what you want. You might have to sell your business before you want to do that because of your own you know, life situation, your own disability, your own death even, right? If you're not here, you're probably not running the business and your family's selling your business at a much lower rate than you could have. So you really need to be prepared for retirement outside of just, here's a dollar amount I can get to, from the business. And I'm thinking of two people specifically right now. One person, he was making a half million dollars a year off his business. That's a good income. And he was able to sell his business for two and a half million. He had an offer on the table for two and a half million. And he was basically saying, hey, can I take this two and a half million and turn into a half million a year? My answer was no. And so he kind of set up his life to live off the half million a year. And there's just no way he was going to be able to live off that if he wasn't owning the business. So he really needed to figure out how to right size his own spending but also save enough out of that income so that he'd be ready for it, ready for the time that he'd want to sell. Another person kind of timing wise, he wanted to sell to us. His son didn't want to buy it. And so he want, he was spent years, I want to sell to my son. I want to sell to this key employee. Well, the key employee couldn't afford the uh, loan for it, right? He was spending years and years working a business he didn't want to work in because he didn't have the right timing on when he could sell to, to somebody. And he, he did not have much savings outside of the business. If he had the savings outside of the business, maybe that would have given him the opportunity to sell at a lower valuation or to maybe just kind of own the business but not work in the business. That money could have been helpful for him to hire a manager and he could have had a, a bit of the best of both worlds holding on to this great income producing business, but also not working day to day the way he wanted to. Yeah, I think those are great points. And the other thing that we see oftentimes, and this kind of goes with the sun idea, but is where people seem to overvalue their business or think that their business is worth a lot more than actuality. And they they oftentimes don't face that face to face until it comes time to sell. And they're like, thought we were going to get more from it. Or they come into a situation where there really isn't a market for it. We had a situation where we had a client that was an excellent consultant, did really good work, but this entire business depended on him. And he never throughout that course of that business made it a point to try to bring other people in, to try to bring a, a way that the business could run without him. And so when he got to the sale process, nobody wanted it because they wanted him. If they got him, the business made money. If they ha didn't have him, the business didn't have much action that could, they could take from it. And so I think a lot of people, you run into that issue of people overvaluing or having a value that maybe there's no value to their business without them actually running it. So when we run into this area and we're like, okay, this is something that we see often. I see it a lot on my side. Being a financial advisor, you're seeing it on, on kind of the, the reverse end. I think it's kind of a, a something we want to talk about here is saying, okay, for those of you that do have 20 years, 15 years, 10 years left before you ideally would like to retire or at least step away a bit, what are some of those things that you're recommending that you're talking to those business owners saying, hey, you don't want to be that guy that I just talked to that is at that 20 year mark now and it still has to work, can't sell his business or can't afford his lifestyle without his business. What are some things that you're talking to them about now that we can say, hey, let's get ahead of this. That's your business owner just getting started. Let's put a practice in place to ensure that you're not running into this issue. And hey, if your business sells for a lot of money down the road, that's just a cherry on top, but at least you're set and you're prepared for that, depending on what that outcome might be. Yeah. When you're saving into your retirement, you want to get the most tax advantage that you can. And the number one best tax advantage you can get in any account is the health savings account. 
when you're setting up and you're the business owner, you get to choose what the options are. And if you allow that ability for a high deductible health plan, then you could have the ability to add money into that health savings account for you, perhaps your spouse as well, the family. That's the number one best way to save for the future is because you can put in money today and get a tax deduction. That money can grow and you don't pay taxes yet. And when you take it out for healthcare, you get that money out tax-free. The danger with a lot of HSAs is a lot of people don't realize you can grow that HSA. You can invest that for the future. They think the HSA is like the FSA, flexible spending account, where it has to be spent this year. So the way to maximize the HSA is to, one, throw the maximum amount into it. Look that up online because it's every year it changes. It's something like 8,000 bucks a year right now for a family, half that for an individual. But look that up, max out what you put into the HSA. But then when you have health bills, medical bills, don't pay it out of the HSA, pay it out of your own pocket. Although here's another quick trick is save onto those receipts because if you run into a cash crunch and you have those receipts that you paid for yourself and haven't yet reimbursed from the HSA, you could actually reimburse yourself from the HSA way down the line. So that's the crash course and how you get the most out of the number one best tax account out there, which is HSA. One second yeah, there. And one thing that you touched on that I think is very important and listeners here know that we always say, whether you're a W-2 earner, whether you're a business owner, we always say one thing is everyone should be maxing up their HSA as long as they qualify. So I, I love that you touched on that. But I think one thing that's important that you mentioned is this idea of growing their HSA. Because a lot of times when people put money in HSA, they just think it's it's just sitting there. And so they might not lose it, but the money's just going to sit there where people, if they understand that, hey, no, there's opportunities where we can invest this. And what does that look like? Are they investing it? If they're working for a company XYZ. Are they investing it through that company? How does that work as far as taking that HSA, those funds within the HSA and actually growing them? Because that's the beauty. That's the power behind this HSA piece. Yeah. So many misconceptions with the HSA. I mentioned the one that you think you have to use it up this year, like an FSA would. But a lot of misconceptions I get are oh my, I did 50 bucks a month from my payroll, so I maxed it out. No, that's not the max, right? You only put in a few hundred bucks, maybe $1,000. The maximum for a family coverage is like eight grand. You can go and max out. Or other times the misconception is, well, my business set it up through this one place and I can't add to it. Well, you're probably wrong. You probably can't add to that one, but you could also go open another one, right? You can go you're, you, you don't have to have the HSA, the, the place you add money to does not have to be wherever your employer set it up. And of course, you're a business owner. Uh, you get to control all these things. So you've got hopefully a thought that you have a more control over HSA than your W-2 employee might think. But even then, it does look like you're investing into the stock market, the bond market. It's really no different investment ability than your 401k. It's just the mm. default is almost always throwing into cash. And the default a lot of times from where your employer, if you happen to be a W-2 or maybe your spouse is a W-2 employee, the default there is often interest rate invested. But you can go to any place. You can go to Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard and open that HSA and start investing in whatever stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, whatever you want to invest in. That's the way to do it. Love it. Love the idea. HSA, something that, that we should be utilizing. And, and we'll talk about this as we kind of close up eventually, but what are some other, what are those next steps that say, okay, that's one step that, that we can do to take the action on this idea of saving towards retirement. What are some other things you would recommend a business owner that maybe is at that start of that journey and is looking out 20 years from now? 
Yeah, still think of yourself as an individual, even though you own a business too, because the HSA is kind of an individual decision. You could do a Roth IRA. The Roth IRAs, if your income is low enough, which for married couples is roughly below 220 grand, and especially if you're starting a business, you might qualify then for the Roth IRA. Why not try to maximize the Roth for you and your spouse? And there's another thing is, it's not just you, it might be you and your spouse. And there's oftentimes where you both can max out that Roth IRA. So keep that in mind. And then we start getting into some things that are really more business specific, where you've got the choice to set up a retirement plan or not. And those are the simple IRAs, the SEP IRAs, the 401ks. Take a look at that with your financial professional. Take a look at that with your tax advisor to see what might this cost me, like a hard dollar cost with a simple IRA, SEP IRA, 401k. It's going to cost you to add money into your employer's accounts. And you'll have to do that with those accounts in different ways. Figure out that hard dollar cost. A 401k is going to have administrative costs and something called a TPA, third-party administrator. But then you start getting some advantages from things like the 401k. You can do something called a age-weighted profit-sharing 401k, where your profits that might have been paid out to you this year as taxable, you can throw those into the 401ks and you'll have to meet all the rules and you'll probably have to give some money to your employees as part of it, but that it might be worth it when you look at the tax deductions that you get from an age-weighted profit-sharing 401k. And of course, if you are the one making the decisions on your 401ks, you get to choose whether or not after-tax contributions are allowed. You might see that you're only allowed to get tax deductions on something like $22,500 or $23,000 for 2024. Well, you can put in more above that, something called an after-tax contribution. And yes, you don't get the tax break this year, but you're allowing your money to grow tax deferred. You're kind of pushing off that interest that would have been taxable every year. You're pushing that down down the road. So those are kind of the, the steps up in the, the next levels when you're looking at saving for retirement. Love it. And what I want to say is that we talk about this idea and the importance of at least doing something. Take that first step. This doesn't mean you need to fund a fully fund a, a 401k or the employee portion and employer portion for yourself if you're self-employed. Doesn't mean you need to fully fund it in year one. That you're just growing your business, and there's some things, uh, thought process there of, hey, is a business that is operating better than funding a retirement account for a business that isn't doing very well? You know, we want to focus on it growing your business, but start small. If that's all, if that's what it takes to kind of get through that ledge, start small. And I ran through this as a business owner when I first started. I was in that mode where, like, no, retirement's so far away. I'm going to focus on that later. I'm going to make a lot of money now. I'm going to run this business. I'm going to grow this business. And then I'll start thinking about retirement. And once I make this dollar amount, then I'll start putting money towards the way of retirement. And I always know that I'm going to sell it and there's going to be the gain or the profit from selling that business down the road that I'll use as retirement funds. The problem is you keep pushing that can down the road. And eventually it comes to the point where, hey, you are making that money that you thought you were going to make, but you're still not doing retirement because you just increased your lifestyle. You're now spending more money. You're living a little bit more lavishly. And so what I would say is start small, make a commitment. Every $10,000 I make, I'm going to put X away towards retirement. Make some sort of step this year, take another step forward next year and just start that process. Because once you get in the hand, hang of it, once you start that process of thinking about retirement ahead of time, it's going to become a lot easier. Just add little bits of chunks here and there to finally get to that point where you want to be. Instead of going all the way in year one, that can be difficult. Now, if your business, it makes sense in your business, you're able to afford it, of course, let's take that hop. But I think the, the important piece is regardless of your business size, you can start. It might be small. It might just be an HSA. 
might just be a Roth and no business retirement accounts, but make that step and make that process towards that. Yeah. It's just uh, getting started is the definite way to go and something's better than nothing. I like uh, your encouragement there, Mike. Yeah. So Jeremy, I just want to say thanks for coming on. I think this is an important message to all small business owners out there and individuals, but tell people kind of where they can find you on the firm side. What's a good place to find you there? As well as the podcast, we're going to have all the notes for all the links to these in the show notes as well. So people can find you there, but where can people find you and, and kind of learn more about what you're doing and learn more about this podcast and where you're sharing these ideas and thoughts to small business owners? Yeah. Search for my podcast, Retirement Revealed, or go to retirement-revealed.com. And then the uh, website is my last name. So it's K-E-I-L-F-P.com. Awesome. Jeremy, I appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Mike. Talk soon. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.